What's up, Yankee fans? Thanks for tuning in to this vent session where I'm going to be blowing off a little steam as we get closer to spring training here. Hope you're ready. Hope you're tuned in. Lego. This is the Bronx Prescription Podcast presented to you by MIYSportsTalk.com. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm just here to kind of vent a little bit. Um, Going to be a very quick episode, but I have to get a little uh, little steam off here, off my chest, whatever the hell the, uh, the saying is. I'm, I'm tired. I haven't slept in like three days. Um, I'm really sick and tired of reading all these posts, these tweets, these messages I get that, that the Yankees are cheap. They're the same team is last year. I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. Think about this team top to bottom compared to last year. You guys are comparing this team to what they were mid-season. But you have to understand something. This is a fresh start. And we're starting with, yeah, a lot of the same guys, but these guys weren't here throughout the whole season last year. You don't think Cashman's going to turn around and do the same exact thing this year as he did last year? Where he's going to be able to evaluate what this team has, what this team needs to move forward and go out and get a few guys? This is an honest challenge. If you're not happy with this team from top to bottom right now, and it again, it's still, it's still early. I mean, things can still happen before pitchers and catchers report in a month. Um, but just look at this team and here's my challenge. Find one other American League team, maybe even National League team that is <clears throat> as well built in every single aspect of the team, meaning offense, starting pitching, bullpen. Yeah, the defense is is a little shaky, but I mean, just think about it. Okay, you don't think our rotation is as sexy as it could be, but look at how stable it is. Yeah, James Paxton has an injury history, but so do a bunch of other guys out there on, on some of the best teams in baseball. Regardless of that, just look at how stable the rotation is right now. I, I've, how many times have I said it? This season depends on Luis Severino because everyone everyone who is second-guessing this rotation right now is only second-guessing it because they don't see Luis Severino the same way the New York Yankees do. And that is as their their leader, their, their ace. They're not giving up on that on that title for him. And you're probably thinking, yeah, okay, well, if they truly felt that way, why are they going to arbitration? Why wouldn't they give him the 800000 that he's asking for? We talked about it on the last episode of the MIYST podcast that we just released uh, yesterday. You'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Um, we just talked about this. They need to set a standard. There needs to be a precedent. If you give Luis Severino whatever he wants right now, what happens in two, three years from now when another young stud pitcher comes up and he starts pitching well and he becomes becomes the ace of the staff. And no, what if his numbers are better? And then you offer him less money. What's he going to what does he have to look back on? He's going to look at what Luis Severino was given. The Yankees the Yankees can't just give away everything. You know, I, I, Christian said it. I'm going to say it. I, I I wish I would just give him the money. It's it's only $800,000, right? For for the Yankees, it's it, that's nothing to them, but it's it's the principle of it. It's about setting a standard. And they can't just go go and do something like that and break their code. It's going to bite them in the ass in the future, and that's all this is. It's not because they don't think Luis Severino is an ace. Just imagine, just imagine this team if he pitches the way he's supposed to this year. Seriously. And then he backed that up with a healthy, hopefully Knockwood, healthy James Paxton with Masahiro Tanaka, J-Hap, and CeCe backing that up. 
you know, with, with the way this rotation stands right now going into opening day, those five guys that I just named, Severino, uh, Paxton, Hap, Tanaka, CeCe, they all had sub four ERAs in 2018. I'm trying to find another Yankee team that went into the season with five set guys in the rotation that the year prior had a sub four ERA, every single one of them. I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm sure it has, but I'm going to, I'm truly trying to, trying to find out. It's a little difficult to find, but I'm trying to find out if they've ever went into a season with that many strong pitchers, top to bottom. In the perfect world, Severino finds a way to put it all together this year. No more questions. He leaves all the questions on the table at this point. No more questions on Luis Severino after this year. Either he's the ace or he's not. Plain and simple. And then you got a, you got a big free agent market for starting pitchers next year. If he proves not to be the ace, then you spend the big bucks on someone who can be. But for right now, in the eyes of the Yankees, he's their ace. And he should be in your eyes too. Because he's shown you glimpses of it. More than glimpse. Ugh. More than a glimpse of it. The guy, when he's on, he's lights out. When he's on, he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. But he's got to stay on. He can't fall off. The pitching, the team itself, lives and dies on the shoulder of Luis Severino in 2019. I'll say it again. You might think I'm crazy, but uh, I truly believe that. He sets the bar. If Luis Severino is going to pitch to a 3-4 or a 3-5 ERA again this year, Yankees need to go out and get it get themselves an ace unless James Paxton can stay healthy and prove to be one which he absolutely could be and for everyone who thinks this team again is going into this year the same as last year let's break it down a little bit James Paxton probably the best available starting pitcher for trade this offseason he's a Yankee one of the top yeah J-Hap's getting old but you know what he's still one of the top free agent uh pitchers in the market this offseason he had a phenomenal year for the Yankees last year and they signed him they didn't have Hap all of last year and I, and I said this again on the episode the other day, you're not expecting the same thing at a, at a J-Hap this year as you were last year. Last year, he really had to come in and step in as a, as a number two starter. You're not, you're not expecting that out of him this year. He's going to give it to you. He's going he's gonna to put up great numbers. But really, all you need out of J-Hap right now is to stay healthy. To go out there every fifth day to give you a, a you know a bunch of quality starts, but you know more than anything else, he's got to be reliable. He's got to go out there even when he's off on 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 a day he takes the ball. He's got to still eat up innings and he's got to keep the team in the game. And he's the guy to do that. You know Tanaka too. We we could rip him all we want because he has been up and down the last couple of years. He's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride outside of the postseason, of course. But you know I'm looking at his numbers today. The guy really had a good year. Last last year and outside of 2017 he's been really good for this team you gotta have faith in him too he's still young we don't see him as someone who's uh you know one of the younger guys but he is cc is a, is a little scary I, I mean guy has heart surgery i don't know what to expect out of him but the yankees seem confident um i'm sure they're gonna pick up a couple more depth pieces if not they're gonna you know rely on guys like maybe chance adams to to be that spot starter this year um, you know, you got Domingo Herman still. I, I'm just praying to God that Luis Sessa is no longer part of the equation. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, I respect the guy. He he did his job for us. He came in and spot started for the last couple years, few years, whatever it may be. He was never the greatest, but he always took the ball. Uh, you know, he always went out there confidently, no matter what the result. And you got to respect that in the guy. But you know what? I'm sick of it. Not when we have young talent down there that I want to see that we all we're all excited to see i'm sick of seeing luis 
Sessa because I know what Luis Sessa is at this point, and the Yankees know what Luis Sessa is at this point, and he's not gonna he's not gonna rack up the wins for you anymore ever. He, he never has. You know that. So why not why not take a risk on someone else or give the ball back to Herman? Her, I personally think Herman. Uh, if the Yankees don't get Adam Adovino, uh, which I think they will, I think Herman's gonna be the guy that gets slotted in. Uh, Christian brought it up and made some good points, but he could be he could be deadly out of the bullpen this year if they need him. And then let's uh, you know let's move on to the offense. I still it's January fifteenth. I still in my heart feel that Cashman has something up his sleeve with Miguel Andujar. If not him being the one, you know, being proactive on it, I think he feels something in the back of his mind and his gut that uh, the opportunity will present itself for Miguel Andujar to be traded for an elite starting pitcher. Uh, there's a lot of talks on Corey Kluber going to San Diego. I don't know if San Diego has what it takes to pull that off, but there's some reports coming out there now that San Diego's only looking to acquire Corey Kluber uh, as a trade chip. Um to then turn into something else and you know we've been we've been reading it all off season who who do the Padres love more than anyone that's Miguel Andujar so I mean I still see that happening and a big part of that is I still think Manny Machado has a good shot of of being a Yankee in 2019 I could be way off on that but I mean my chances are sounds like they're 50 50 at this point it sounds like he's either going to go to the Yankees or the White Sox so um you know it's I can't I can't be too wrong I mean I in me saying that he still has a good chance of being a Yankee um but I just feel like Cashman's going out there and getting all this um insurance for the infield uh picking up DJ LeMayu and you know uh Tulewitzki um you know DJ LeMayu is a, a primarily a, a second baseman and he's a damn good one he's won uh multiple gold gloves so I mean what does that mean you know this is we're talking about an infield now that you know the weakness of the team right now is the the defense in the infield and then you're going to tell me that this is what confuses me here because you're going to tell me that you're going to take DJ LeMayu again a gold glove second baseman and you're going to say hey go play here go play there but you're not going to play second base because that's Glaber Torres's spot I don't I don't know if the Yankees will do that but at the same time I don't really see them moving Glaber Torres at a second base and you know the logical answer is oh let him play shortstop right until Didi's out but Cashman has said it and he was adamant about it that they don't really want to touch Glaber Torres from second because yeah he's more comfortable there so to us last season he just seemed like a much better much more natural shortstop when he did fill in over there you know as opposed to second base but Cashman said in in the long run he, he they don't feel he has the range to be um, as good of a shortstop as he could be at second base when he gets more comfortable there and more experienced. So now you're telling me that that's his future at second base, but you're just going to play him for more than half the season at shortstop until Didi comes back, and then you're going to throw the kid back to second base, a position he's trying to learn because he's never really played it? That doesn't make sense to me either. So, you know, what do you do with DJ LeMayu? Now you throw him at third base, right? Let's just assume that. Let's assume Miguel Andujar still on this team. You're DHing him more times than not and playing Stanton out and left. You know, DJ LeMayu doesn't play a lot of third base. Again, he's primarily a second baseman. So, so now really we got a guy who's a Gold Glove winner 
And we put him at a position that we don't really know if we're utilizing his defensive talent. And that just doesn't make sense to me. So there's a lot of there's a lot of weird things going on here. Um, and then, you know, you want to back that up with Miguel Andujar being the DH. I'm sorry, if you're not going to go out there and get Manny Machado, you better sit there, look us in the eyes and tell us it's because you're confident in Miguel Andujar being your, your future third baseman. And then what, you're going to just DH him? Or you're going to DH uh, Gold Glove and, and DJ LeMayu? There's just a lot of... And then Tulewitzki. I mean, if he's healthy and he's really producing, where does he play? <laughs> there's just like, there's a lot of depth in the infield, but it's not it's not the greatest depth right now from from what we see on paper. You know, there's it, it just makes me feel like there's still moves to be made here. That Cashman's doing this for a reason. I don't know. I, I you know, I could be wrong but anyway i'm getting sidetracked here you know we went through the rotation top to bottom again the yankees might not have the most dominant guys in that rotation but you can't find me a a rotation top to bottom one through five that you're more confident in last year and maybe even the year before was the astros but they only have two guys right now they have who who they have verlander and and cole mccullers is is hurt uh morton's gone and uh keichel's not signed and i don't think they're planning on signing them you know you you head over to boston and you look at chris sale i mean yeah he he proved he was healthy by the end of the year but he's a ticking time bomb to me also he's a guy who who even if he starts the year strong he he tires out you have you know eduardo rodriguez who's you know is whatever you know he's nothing special um nathan avaldi who had an incredible end of 2018 you don't know if Evaldi's gonna have to be in their bullpen the the Red Sox don't even have a bullpen so maybe Evaldi becomes their closer who knows or maybe they're forced to sign Kimbrel but Evaldi's another question mark with injury everyone wants to talk about all the question marks of injury that the Yankees have Boston has just as many and then you know let's move to the offense because we talked about the defense we talked about you know how shaky it could be but let's talk about the offense top to bottom even if they don't end up with Machado top to bottom this is a scary lineup just like last year with guys who have more experience now with guys who are more comfortable in, in Giancarlo Stanton being here a full year last year and you know getting that under their belt judge hopefully being healthy for a full year and Sanchez you know really showing up this year offensively at least and you know you hope he's improved on his defense as well um you know again offense top to bottom can't can't really I mean you could say Boston has a better offense obviously I mean they're just a powerhouse but you know the Yankees are right up there the Yankees Yankees have to be better situational uh hitting wise but I mean they're they're scary Boston's the scariest lineup and and the Yankees are right below them in my opinion um, and then let's move to the bullpen. Yankees have to make one more move, in my opinion. They got to get out of Vino. But if not, if you're going to tell me, you know, a guy like Herman's going to fill in, uh, I'm really confident in him in the bullpen. And, you know, match that with guys like Chapman, Britton, Batances, Green. Um, who else am I forgetting here? I'm definitely forgetting a couple guys. But again, it's it's so f- I'm so friggin tired. Uh, Holder. Who had a who had a really good year last year? Um, maybe possibly Canley. Maybe Canley, you know, returns to form this year. Who knows? I don't know how confident the Yankees are in him. Um, but you know, bullpen wise, again, if they especially if they get out of Vino, can't find me a better bullpen. You really can't. So who's better, top to bottom? I'm not saying I'm not saying who has a better 
better chance of winning because in my mind that will always be the Red Sox until they until they until there's a new champion because they deserve that they've earned that I'm talking about who has a better solid baseball team all around right now I really don't know if there's one team that does we can't really dissect the defense too much because we just don't know what it's going to be until we see that open projected opening day infield we just don't know what it's going to be just yet so you know that would be the one aspect of this team that you can really criticize right now but you know let's see how it pans out for the rest of the year but I mean the Yankees definitely have more depth they have better guys coming off the bench now their bullpen is strong their pitching is strong what's there to complain about think about this think about this and I'll and I'll leave you on this this was a hundred win ball club last year and I know that they got eliminated sooner in the playoffs than they did in 2017 but unless you win a pennant you can you can go to game seven of the ALCS or game four of the ALDS and if you lose there it's the same season to me game seven was great to watch and great to be a part of but that that has nothing that holds nothing more than the loss in game four of the ALDS to me and we ran into the into the future World Series champions both years both teams that eliminated the Yankees won the World Series so we ran into the bet truly the best team in baseball that's what it took to stop the Yankees so so we just took a hundred win team that got stopped by the best team in baseball last year and we made them better the Yankees made that team better and then with some midseason moves they could be the team that doesn't get stopped they could be the team that stops someone else they better be it's it's winter bust this year that doesn't mean it's the only year they can do it it doesn't mean the window isn't still wide open if they lose it this year it just means that we're expecting it now it's winter go home winter bust you don't win at least a pennant this year i'm disappointed as a fan and everyone out there should be disappointed as a fan i'm gonna wrap this up i'm f- i'm friggin tired i'll probably still be up for another three hours anyway um it's like 12 30 in the morning um please if you haven't already uh subscribe rate and review to the podcast in itunes if you do so you will be entered to win a pair of opening day yankees tickets for march 28th against the freaking i don't know the orioles i think i don't know i don't know you're the one winning the tickets so you can care about stuff like that it's as simple as that make sure you leave like your name or something in the review maybe i'll be i'll be announcing the winner uh, less than a month from now i think february 5th i'll be announcing the winner here uh, on an episode so make sure you tune in as well uh thank you for listening i'll be back next week hey maybe we got a couple moves to talk about if please check the description most of my episodes are going to be you know focusing on any emails or voicemails i get with any uh frustrations or concerns with the fans it's been tough in the off season i know there's not a lot to i mean there's a lot of stuff people complain about but it's just so repetitive in the off season I'm sure once the season gets started we'll get some fresh takes from from some people that i'll be able to dissect a little better um hopefully be booking some guests um as the season goes along as well uh to keep you guys entertained i appreciate you listening i'll be back next tuesday and uh i'm out <laughs> <laughs>